Go with me to Romans 8, please. We begin a uh, new series speaking about loving God. And the Lord quickened me about this some time back. And I just know it's another, uh, another part. The Lord is giving us parts of his plan, the, each segment of what he's ministering to us from the word is building us up, preparing us for what's coming next. And um, when I say next, I mean not just the rest of your life, but after this life. Everything we gain in our relationship with God and our faith in him, we will carry with us out of this life into the next didn't the scripture say, uh, the saints that leave here in Revelation, it says, they're resting from their labors and their works do follow them. Their works do follow them. Well, somebody said, well, you can't take it with you. Not entirely true. <laughs> Not entirely true. You can't take this natural stuff with you. You wouldn't want to. Your good stuff's over there. You wouldn't want to. But the things that matter, things that are done at his direction, in love, in faith, they are fruit that remains. Anybody happy about that? Well, in uh, Romans, the eighth chapter and the 28th verse, notice this. Romans 8, 28 says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Young's literal translation says it like this. We have known that to those loving God, all things do work together for good to those who are called according to purpose. Now, the original language here puts the emphasis to those, to those. Many have taken verses like this and applied them to everybody. And they're trying to be nice and kind, but they're perpetuating a lie. You'll hear people say, no matter who they were and no matter what they were, People that die, well, they're in a better place. Are they? And people try to leave the impression, well, you know, no matter what's going on, well, it's all working out for the best. We know God has a plan and it's all working out for the best. That's not true. To apply that to everybody. He was addressing a very specific group of people. Wasn't he? Read it again. We have known that to those loving God, all things do work together for good. Not for everybody. To those that love God. Does everybody love God? No, they don't. Uh, We got into some detail last uh, Sunday about how that there are a lot of people who actually hate God. The scripture says so. Well, is everything working out for their best? No, 
Those that have hated God their whole life and despised him, when they leave this world, do they go to a better place? See, people like what is non-confrontational. They like what is politically correct, what is easy. But it's either true or it's not, right? And you're not going to help somebody by comforting them that they're going to be okay when they're not okay. Love will let you know if you're not okay. To those that are loving God, all things work together for good. A specific group. Listen, you'll find this uh, language in in other scriptures. You don't have to turn there, but just listen to these verses, please. 1 Corinthians 2.9. As it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for everybody. No. No. There's actually a place that's prepared for the devil and his angels. And there are going to be people, men, that go there, the scripture said. No, these things, these wonderful things that I hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard, haven't entered into the heart of man, God has prepared them for who? For who? Them that love him. Does everybody love him? Then that's not for everybody then. James 1.12. James 1.12 says, blessed is the man. That endures temptation. For when he's tried. He'll receive the crown of life. Which the Lord has promised. To them that love him. Who did he promise the crown of life to? Everybody. Is everybody going to heaven? Is everybody going to see and experience. What eye hadn't seen and ear hadn't heard? No. Is everybody going to get a crown of life? No. See we're doing our kids a disservice when all of them get a trophy. <laughs> what did I step on something then? <laughs> when all of them get a reward, when all of them win, it's misrepresenting God. It's misrepresenting reality. Life's not that way. Eternity's not that way. God's not that way. (laughs) No. The crown of life is promised to who? Who? Those that love him. Anybody in here love him? Come on, I want to see. Oh, yeah, I figured I was amongst some God lovers. Here he says... Blessed is the man that does what? Endures temptation when he is tried. So he was tried, he was tested, he was tempted, but he endured the temptation, which is the opposite of giving in to the temptation. And and you see, connected with what we're talking about, he'll receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. There's a lot of junk that's believed by church people. It just doesn't work in the real world. There's a lot of stuff that, and sometimes it's because of ignorance. Morality is preached. Right and wrong is preached. 
But just because you know what is right does not mean you're going to do what is right. You can know perfectly well (laughs) that this is what you should do, what is right, and this is what you better not do, should not do, it's absolutely wrong, and still choose to do the wrong thing. I don't want a show of hands. Because I already know. We, you know, when it comes to morality, when it comes to adultery, affairs, fornication, all these things. First of all, it's barely even talked about in church. And yet there's a lot of it in the Bible. A lot of word, a lot of wisdom, a lot of direction about it. Young people are cautioned, warned, threatened about getting involved with somebody. And yet, most do. (laughs) Well, we're having church now, aren't we? (laughs) Most do cross lines that they shouldn't cross. And what we have not emphasized enough is that just knowing something is right is not enough to keep you from doing it, or right and wrong. The only thing, when your flesh is screaming to do something, the only thing that's going to be powerful enough for you to resist that temptation is that you love something else more. Oh, come on, are you listening? That's the only thing. That will empower you to overcome that temptation. You love him more. You want to please him more than you want that. No need acting like you don't want it. Because your flesh does want it. And it wants it a lot. But in your heart, you can want something else even more. And that gives you power. What do you love the most? So instead of berating our youth and and just beating on, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, don't do it. (laughs) There's got to be something more. The key is draw close to God. Get to know him. Find out who he is. Fall in love with him. Love him more than you love anybody else and anything else, including your own life, including your own body, your own desires. That will give you the power to do what millions of others have not done. Hallelujah. I just thought you need to hear that before we left this verse right here. What do you think? (laughs) Glory to God. Which is a foretaste of what we're talking about. What this series is about. Is there any power in loving God? Oh my. There is great power. See a whole lot of folks only talk about him loving us. Which is a wonderful subject. No doubt. But many leave the impression that that's all basically you need. If you find out how much God loves you. It will solve everything. You will never sin again. You will never want to sin again. 
This is not true. This is not true. People try to leave the impression. Well, if people just, if they were just loved enough, they wouldn't do these things. Not all criminals had bad home lives. There's a lot of people have been loved and loved well. And they just want something else. No, as great as it is to find out that God loves you. And oh, all of us need a much greater revelation of how much he loves us. That alone will not fix your life. Because your decisions are not just going to be based on how much he loves you. But they're going to be based on how much you love him. Can you see this, saints? Is it true or not? It'll answer some questions as to why some folks who've had every advantage and every opportunity and they just keep on doing the wrong thing. Well, bless their hearts. No, the reality is they love something else more than they love him, period. And no matter how much you find out God loves you, it doesn't mean you have to love him. And this is perhaps the saddest thing that's happening on the planet is God's great love is not being returned, not being reciprocated. But he does not reveal himself to those who hate him. He reveals himself to those who love him and he knows who does. And who does not. In 1 Corinthians 8. 1 Corinthians 8 in verse 2. If any man thinks. That he knows anything. He knows nothing yet. As he ought to know. Whole lot in there about knowing. Knowing. Well. The spirit of God through Paul. Is dealing with some issues. That are going on in the churches at this time. There were some people that had raised themselves up and promoted themselves to be superior apostles to Paul. That they knew more, which was laughable. But the emphasis is on knowledge, what we know. And we live in a similar type of generation today. We are in the information age, knowledge is heralded as supremely important. And amongst religious people, the big emphasis is on knowing about, learning the original languages, delving into archaeology and all of these things, and knowing and being able to, at a moment's notice, spout off all the details. And the, But the truth is, The next verse reveals it. Verse 3. If any man love God. Not know about God. If he loves God. The same is known of him. Can you see the contrast that he's making right here? Back up to verse 2. Read it all together. If any man think that what? That he knows something. 
Oh man, I've been studying. I know a lot about God. What does that mean? And specifically, what does it mean to God that you think you know a lot? <laughs> it's, uh, it's humorous that people in their high estimation of their own intelligence deny God. And look at, at pity people like me and you. Look at those poor ignorant folks. They just don't have enough education. If they had enough education, develop their intellect, they'd quit believing these ridiculous stories about nations going across on dry ground and manna falling out of the sky and all these fairy tales about people walking on the water and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> poor folks like us require the crutch of religion because we're so undeveloped in our weak emotional states. We come together and just get delirious and speak in languages nobody can understand and yell hallelujah, whatever that means. And but who's the ignorant one? Who's the fool? According to the Bible, it's the fool who says in his heart, there is no God. It is so sad. It is so pitiful that they won't even acknowledge the one who gives them their next breath. And Romans talks about this. In fact, just hold your place here and go to Romans. Let's read this. Put it together. Romans, the first chapter, you're holding your place there in 1 Corinthians. Romans 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ. Amen. Gospel means good news about the good things, about the anointed one. Hallelujah, the Christ. Yeah, you're not ashamed of the gospel either? I'm not ashamed. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Not to everybody, but to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. How is it revealed? It's revealed from faith to faith. What if you have no faith? Then you will have no revelation. To those who don't believe there is a God, to them there will be no God. It'll be like there is no God. And it's their fault. And people get at them and go, well, God, if you exist, prove it to me. Well, if you are defiant and you don't believe it, nothing's going to happen for you. You'll live in ignorance and darkness your life and you'll die and as soon as you die, you're going to get a real revelation. <laughs> but it's going to be late. Keep reading. How is God's, the rightness and everything God is and does is right. How is it revealed? From faith to faith. The more you believe, the more it will be revealed to you. The less you believe, the less it will be revealed to you. This book, 
I don't care how many degrees you got, what a genius you might think you are. If you don't believe, this is a closed book to you. It will make no sense to you. You will not get it. And it's not because it's not there. It's because you're blind and spiritually dead. Oh, but to those that believe. I said to those that believe. There's life in every word. There's light. Is that right? There's life changing truth in every phrase. And the more you believe, the more it comes to you. Aren't you glad you believe? Keep reading. He said, the just to live by faith for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Now, if they hold it in unrighteousness, they must have heard it. They must have seen it. Keep reading. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them or to them, for God has showed it to them. Keep reading. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, when they knew God, now that doesn't mean they had an intimate relationship with him, obviously, you read the rest of the phrase, but when they realized and recognized and saw that God exists. What'd they do? They glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. But became vain in their imaginations. And when you do that. When you see light. And you see truth. But you don't want it. The next thing that happens to you. Is the blinders come down. Their minds. And their foolish heart. Was darkened. Professing themselves to become wise. They became fools. The further I go, the more I see. If God revealed himself any more than what he's already doing, there'd be no room for faith. There'd be no place for faith. Think about it. Before you get all messed up from the world as a little child, Barely old enough to talk or whatever, walk, and you just a few years old, and you you see the stars in the sky, you see the the sunshine, you feel it, and you feel the wind on your face, and you see the amazing animals and and nature and all this. Their little spirits are alive to God. Is that right? Until they get old enough to know right from wrong and make a wrong decision and go the wrong way, and then they need to be born again. But uh, every I don't care what religion you grew up in or no religion or where you are on the planet, everybody has had a moment, maybe in their childhood, maybe in their teenage or adult. They looked up, they see nature, they see create. The Bible said even God's eternal power and Godhead are clearly seen by what's made here. These oceans. The atmosphere, the mountains, the power of gravity. Come on, are you listening? Who can prove there's no creator? Nobody can. Somebody said, prove to us there's a God. Prove to us there's not. 
He came from somewhere. How did it get here? Why don't people believe in God? Because they don't want to believe in God. They will ignore obvious light and truth. They don't want God. That's the problem. I said that's the problem. And to those people. They will live in darkness. And they will be blind. And to them it's like there is no God. But go back to the scripture in 1 Corinthians there. To another group of people. Though. It's going to be a different life. If these folks that feel sorry for us. Knew how much fun we were having. (laughs) If they really. Could walk in our shoes. And experience what we're experiencing. For half a day. Huh? They'd be right up in the middle of us next Sunday. Is that right? They'd never want to go back again. (laughs) If any man think. That he knows something. I don't care how bright you think you are. How much you know. You don't know anything yet. As you ought to know. Compared to what God knows about it. You don't know half a thimble full. Drop in the bucket. But verse 3. You might say it like this. You're not going to be able to impress God. With how much you know about him. (laughs) Come on. Think about that now. (laughs) Every one of us need to watch this. Don't mock Anybody from any other denomination or group, don't make fun of anybody. If you, if, if you see something they're still confused about, it's the grace of God. And truth is, there's some stuff you don't see. Just like stuff they don't see. But the problem is, you know why you don't know it? You don't see it. (laughs) But somebody else could be looking at you. Doing the same thing. It's foolish. And what you should be looking for. Is not how much somebody. Knows. How many scriptures they can quote. How many hours they told you. They logged in prayer. (laughs) Man I was able to spend. Two whole hours. Praying today. Well you sound like it's a job. If you're spending two whole hours with somebody you really love, are you marking the time? Okay, that's it. I can go now, right? <laughs> See, it, it, it's a wrong mentality. To, if we know him, if we're experiencing him, if we're loving him, it takes it beyond duty. It's not a job. Well, let's get up. We have to go to church. Okay, I forgot. We got to read our chapter. We got to read our chapter. Come on. All right, let's hurry up. No, we get to. We get to go to church. We get to pray. We get to read our chapter. Because we want to. Come on, am I by myself or not? We, We want to read our chapter. We want to hear about our God who loves us and whom we love. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say to me? We want to go and fellowship with his people that he loves. We're his heart. 
We are his people. We're his heart. We're the apple of his eye. We're what he loves. Keep reading. If any man love God, not know a bunch about God, if you love God, the same is known of him. Now, why would you say that? Doesn't God know everybody? Actually, not in this sense. No, he does not know everybody. Remember, Jesus said, he's going to say to some people, depart from me. I never knew you. Now, he's, when he says no here, he's talking about interaction. He's talking about experience. The Bible uses that language between husbands and wives. Adam knew his wife Eve. They had intimate relations. We're supposed to have intimate relations with God. We're supposed to interact with him and him reveal himself to us. And us not just know about him, but get to know him. Not just learn a bunch of stuff and take a bunch of notes about him, but experience him. Not everybody on the planet's going to get that. Not even every church goer is going to get that. Who's going to get it? Go to John, the 14th chapter. Who's going to get it? Very specific. Group of people. To them. To those. That love. Him. Hallelujah. Who's going to get it? Those. Who love. Him. Who loves him. Who loves him. (laughs) There's a lot of. A lot of folks that. Talk a lot about him. But truth is, you can just tell by being around them, they don't love him that much. It's more of a mental thing. But if you love him, a lover of God can immediately recognize another lover of God. Can't they? Can't they? I don't care what denomination, I don't care what background, what country, what culture. A man or woman that loves God can immediately recognize another one. They're not somebody that wants to fight over doctrine or over scripture. They're not somebody that wants to fight over baptismal formula or this or that or Greek names or Hebrew names. There's somebody whose eyes light up when they start talking about Jesus. Come on, are you listening? Somebody, the tone in their voice picks up and you hear an excitement when they start talking about their father, the creator of the heavens and the earth. (laughs) Takes one to know one. (laughs) But when you are one, you recognize another one right off the bat. (laughs) Don't you? Sure you do. If somebody claims they know something, they don't know anything yet as they ought to know it, as it could be known. Compared to what God knows, drop in the bucket. Most brilliant among us is little bitty child compared to God and his knowledge. Think about somebody who can stretch out the vastness of space 
do what he's done. The knowledge it takes, the understanding. We, we have not scratched the surface of it. So we're not going to impress him with how much we know. God, I've got five degrees in ancient languages. <laughs> really? Does he care about that? Is that a big thing? Is he impressed by that? What touches him? Hmm? What touches him? The eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro throughout the whole earth. What's he looking for? Smart ones. Intelligent people. What's he looking for? <laughs> there are a lot of people going, no, no. That would have passed up some of us, wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> if he'd have been looking for the smart ones. <laughs> Who, who's he looking for? Who's he looking for? Those whose heart is perfect or wholehearted towards him that he may show himself strong on their not everybody, to them, on their behalf. God is going to show himself not to everybody. Not to everybody. Not to everybody. You know, it's something to think about. When Jesus came to the earth, there were a lot of people on the planet who never even knew he came during those 34 years. And there were a whole lot of people in his own country that didn't care. (laughs) And he didn't reveal him. God didn't reveal him to everybody but to certain ones. And when he was raised from the dead, do you remember the scripture? He revealed himself to everybody? No. No. Certain ones. Why? And people scoff and mock about it and go, sure, God spoke to you. Sure, he revealed. And that would show a reason why he didn't do it to them. You hear the way they talk about it. Because somebody that loved him, if it's real, they'd go, he did? Ooh. You are blessed. Let me touch you. Is that right? You saw the master? Oh. I'm going to see him too. Ah, Sooner or later, I'm going to see him too. Is that right? But people that scoff and mock, you can tell they don't have that hunger for it. They don't want it. Oh, I do. Do you? I do. Do you want to see him? Do you want to hear him? Oh. 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 There's nothing. I've experienced some of his love. Just like you. I remember some years ago, I was in the floor one night late, early in the morning, I guess, praying. And man... The Holy Spirit came in the room and the love of God. I was actually praying for somebody and the love of God, his love for them came in me. And I just kind of fell limp on the floor and I cried and nobody in the room but me and him and cried and laughed. And, and, and after an hour, I said, Lord. This is where I want to live, right in this, forever. And that's what the environment of heaven is. The Lamb is the light. When you step out and the light hits you in heaven, it's love shining right on your face. 
There's nothing better. There's nothing better than pure, perfect love. But who's going to get a taste of that? And who's going to find out the fullness of it later on? Not everybody. Who? Who? Those that love him. John 14, are you there? I am believing that you and I here watching online by the internet, our love for him is coming up. Will you believe that with me? That we, we will see what we need to see and changes will be made. And come on, somebody said out loud, my love, my love for my God, my God is increasing. Is increasing. See, he, he talks in our scripture that we've got over the building there in Branson, uh, exceeding faith and abounding love. Can your love increase? Can it abound and, and overflow? Well, for God and for each other. In John 14, John 14, verse 21. Now, uh, the prophet said, you are a God who hides yourself. So we say, well, I thought he's a God who reveals himself. He's both. Depends on who you're talking about. There are a bunch of folks in the earth who don't want God. They've seen some glimpses of him. What we just read in Romans, there's not a being on the planet that hasn't seen some glimpses of him. If they had chosen to receive and believe that, they'd have found out more. But many did not. They shut it down. They refused it. And we just read in Romans, your mind gets darkened. Your heart gets dark and you don't see anymore. So you have this. People on the planet who are living in darkness. Like there's no God. Believing there's no God. Blaspheming and mocking. And then there's other people on the same planet. At the same time. God's more real to them. Than their father, mother, brother, sister. Spouse. God is living real to them. Hallelujah. They're hearing from him. They're communing with him. He's showing them things. Is it true or not? It's happening side by side in this world. And some people try to leave the idea, well, that's God's. I mean, he just chooses to show himself to some and some he does not. And I can't help it if you don't want to show it. Not true. Not true. Not true. Who does he reveal himself to? Right here it says, Jesus said, he that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. Now we're going to get into this before it's over with. But if you love him, one of the chief ways it's demonstrated is you do what he tells you to do. That's the truth. He it is that loves me. He that loves me. Shall be loved of my father. Now this is not all the people he loves. But the ones that love him. Shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. And will what? Manifest. Myself. To everybody. No. No. 
to him. Him who? That loves me. How you know he loves him? He does what he says. If you love him, you love what he loves. You care about what's important to him. And when he says do this, you do it. If he shows you what to do, but you just won't do it year after year, the truth is, people don't like it this plain, but the truth is, you love something else more than you love him. Whether it's me or you, whoever it is. And to those that don't love him enough, they won't experience him. He won't be revealing himself to you. Life gets cold and old, redundant, boring. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. He that loves me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Put that up in the Amplified, please. Amplified. The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love him and will show, reveal, manifest myself to him, I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real. To everybody? No. To him. To him. Oh, how many church-going people, if you asked them, would say, oh, I want to know more about God. Yes, I want to experience more of God. Do you know it's not up to him? We're not waiting on him. I know some years ago in seeking the Lord about direction in ministry. I was so many times we're clamoring, asking him for things. And it's got to be annoying to him sometimes because he's waiting on us. And we think we're waiting on him. And uh, I forget exactly what I was saying. And uh, he, he interrupted me and he said, Keith, son, I will take everything you will give me, as much of your life as you want to give me, as much of you, I'll receive it and I'll fill it. Oh, hallelujah. What does that let you know, though? You hadn't given it all to him. A lot of your life, a lot of your stuff, you're still compartmentalizing. And He said, I'll, I'll take every, all you'll give me. All you'll give me. We're not waiting on him to experience more of him. If you draw near to me, what did he say? Well, then who's, who needs to make a move then? <laughs> He hasn't gone anywhere. If you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Oh, hallelujah. If you'll love me and fully obey me, I'll love you. And I'll manifest myself to you. God's love's not in question here. He has demonstrated his love. We don't know how many zillions of times over. Every millisecond, he's sustaining our planet and our solar system and our life and gives us our next breath. His love should be unquestioned. 
It's our love. That's the question mark. Oh, but friend, no matter where we've been, can we draw closer today? Can we? Can we draw nearer? It's not between me and you and the church and God. This is between you and him. Period. Right? You and him. You and him. Me and him. And we need to come in, fall across the floor. Come on, are you listening? And, and nobody, not, not be aware or thinking about anybody or anything else, tell him you believe in him. Tell him you're persuaded of his goodness. Tell him that you're thankful that you're alive, that you exist. Come on, are you listening? Tell him that you're so thankful that you're not lost, that you're not headed for hell. Tell him that you love him forever for what he's done for you and express it. No religious junk. No memorized quotations straight out of your heart, straight to him. Come on, are you listening? Tell him you want to do whatever he wants you to do and mean it, mean it. And oh, friend, if you do, you know what's going to happen? Immediately, you're going to sense the presence of God in your room stronger than you have before. You're going to sense the presence of God in your car, in your house. He's going to begin speaking to you, and you're going to hear it clearer than you've ever heard him before. And you may kick yourself because you hadn't already done this. (laughs) Stand on your feet. Let's act on this right now. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Come on, lift your hands. Lord, we worship you. We give you the glory. Come on, out of your mouth. Nobody's silent. Tell him, Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Let me lead you in a prayer of thanksgiving And then the Bible says when you give thanks in other tongues, you give thanks well. You can come up to another level. So once we've done this, let's express to God out of our spirit in other tongues how much we love him and how much he means to us. Say it out loud, Father God. I acknowledge you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. Every good thing has come from you. You are good and you do good. Thank you for creating me. You are the father of spirits and you have created me. Thank you for letting me have a life and a time to serve you and accomplish your will in my generation. Thank you for sparing me in my ignorance, for sustaining me through every time, through every trial, through every problem. I acknowledge your love is perfect. You have always loved me, 
And you will always love me. Completely. Perfectly. With an everlasting love. My love. For you. Has not been perfect. But I do love you. And from this day. I choose. To love you more. As you ought to be. Revered. And adored. And worshipped. I choose you. My father. I choose you. My Jesus. I choose you. Holy Spirit. Over myself. Over anybody else. Over anything else. I choose you. Now praise him and give him thanks in another tongue. Os nelos gadapens nayatias. Oh, great, great Ahosh Nora Hasate. Great Father. My Father. Mahalos Nahushne Sikwe Shayete. Oh, Father, we love you. We worship you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Snemara Crove, praise on day. Jiro Dushno Oshno Hoshe. Oh, we worship you. Everybody lift up your voice. To him from you. Tell him you love him. Tell him you believe in him. Tell him. I worship you. I believe in you. I adore you. My ho ho de ro so hare. ho ho de ro so hare. Oh, hallelujah. I worship you. I mandilek so de wanachi. You are. Devara Prabasi. You are the first and the last. You are the beginning and the end. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the bright and morning star. You are the Meroshne You are light and truth and love and perfection. No wanche. There is no evil in you. There is no no fault in you. There is no marakroch day. You are perfect. You are morehaso. You are bonegrenikse. You are. You are. De la craste. De la grace The almighty. And you are my father. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.